Zivie Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Please sign up for my newsletter at zivieowens.com for updates on podcast guests and lots of live events. Today's episode is sponsored by Poets and Writers, which is the absolutely essential go-to resource for creative writers. Founded in 1970, Poets and Writers is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Visit pw.org to get inspired, connect with others, and explore a treasure trove of trustworthy information about writing contests, literary agents, and more. Elizabeth Gerlach is the author of the children's book series, Ben's Adventures, about a young triplet brother who uses a wheelchair but loves to dream up fun adventures with his family and friends. The series was inspired by her son, Ben, who passed away in 2016 at age three. The two books in the series so far are Under the Big Top and Day at the Beach. Elizabeth is a special needs advocate and fundraiser for the Ben Smiles Memorial Foundation, which she founded. A former advertising and marketing exec with an MBA in marketing, Elizabeth currently lives in the suburbs of Chicago's with Ben's triplet siblings, Colin and Ava. Her husband is recently back from being deployed in the Middle East and is now in the Army Reserve. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thank you, Zibby, so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. My real name is Elizabeth, too, just so you know. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, great. So if you ever want to steal a nickname and <laughs> go through the pain well, of— no, Zippy is not one I've heard before. I have, I've gotten Liz. I've gotten Lizzie. I've gotten Beth. I, you know, people ask me always, yeah. you know, do you go by Elizabeth? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we can thank my mom for that. <laughs> but it was never shortened. You're lucky. It's sort of been a pain having to shorten it. But anyway, yeah. it's nice to talk to a fellow Elizabeth. So you have a very— interesting, inspiring, sad, moving, happy, everything story. And I am thrilled to be talking to you about all of it. Your book series, Ben's Adventures. Why don't you tell listeners how you started the series? Why don't we just start with that and what it's what the children's books are about? Well, the children's books were inspired by my son, Benjamin. Um, I had triplets very prematurely at just 25 weeks and two days back in 2012. So we were one of those families where you hear of, you know, preemie babies and they're in the, in the NICU for four to five months. And so that was, you know, we were one of theirs. So I've been through that whole kind of NICU roller coaster. You know, you don't really know. You literally live day to day to day to day. You don't really know what's going to happen. So my son, Ben, at that time, he actually had a lot of complications, a lot of infections, just a lot of stuff kind of happened to him. Whereas the other two, you know, I mean, if I can say they had kind of your typical kind of NICU stay, you know, they had, you know, a couple of little things that happened, but nothing really, you know, as severe or significant as Ben did. But so he had a lot of complications from the prematurity. And then ultimately at about 10 months old, when he wasn't meeting his milestones, you know, he wasn't rolling over or bringing his hand to his mouth or, you know, holding his head up or just, you know, all of those things that kids at 10 months old should do, you know, he, we, you know, had been to a ton of doctors and, and ultimately was diagnosed with spastic quadriplegia, cerebral palsy, ultimately developed epilepsy, needed a feeding tube, was nonverbal, may have had some vision impairment. You know, there was just a lot of, you know, he had a lot of medical needs and just kind of a host of things that, you know, he was going to be a kid that required a lot of care, which is fine because he was mine. And I believe, you know, things kind of happen for a reason. And I was his mom and you're going to do everything you can to take care of him. But over the course of three or four years, he started developing respiratory problems and, you know, where a runny nose or a cough or a sniffle for a, a typical kid, you know, for him, it meant like a severe respiratory infection and a visit to the ER and a PICU stay. So we probably had six or seven, you know, PICU stays over the course of about a year and a half or so. 
and then ultimately, you know, and with each one, he kind of, you know, would get sicker or sicker. He ultimately required oxygen at home. And, and so the last one, he developed this infection that he just couldn't, you know, he just couldn't survive. So he ended up, you know, we lost him May 2nd, 2016. So I spent a year of just not even knowing how to step forward. You know, I didn't want to get off the couch. I mean, I'm thankful I had the other two because as a mom, you're kind of forced to survive, you know, and forced to move forward and forced to, you know, just keep things going. And so, you know, I'm thankful for them that we had, you know, that I had them. So ultimately the idea hit me one day to start a foundation. So we started, you know, Ben Smiles Memorial Foundation, which I can talk about that a little bit if you, you know, if you wanted me to. But I also then thought, well, you know, what am I supposed to be doing for him? Because as a special needs mom, you think, you know, or like, you know, you know, your purpose is to take care of your child. You know, my child for his life was going to be dependent on us. He was going to have all these additional needs. And like, that was my identity was to, you know, kind of take care of him. And then one day you wake up and he's not there. And it's like, holy cow, like now what am I supposed to, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? And so, you know, we started the foundation and then, you know, I was driving in my car one day and I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to do a children's book, you know, because just again, to kind of create a legacy for us or for him or give tribute to him and show a kid in a wheelchair because you didn't really at the time see a ton of picture books that showed all types of people, all types of kids with different needs or different abilities. And I thought, well, that would be really cool to do, you know, to represent in my way, you know, a kid about, or a kid in a wheelchair that needed, you know, had different needs. And so, but I didn't want the books to be about disability, just to be, you know, about how he lives in a wheelchair, but I wanted it to be about a child that was a kid, even though he was in a wheelchair. So he could have friends, he could have dreams, he could enjoy his life, he could have fun. And so the premise of my books is that, you know, it's Ben's adventure. So, you know, Ben's in a wheelchair, but he dreams up all of these fun kind of instances. And so the, you know, first one is, you know, he dreams up a time at the beach and, you know, I grew up going to the beach. I mean, I, from the East coast originally, so all of our family vacations were, you know, were, you know, we went to the beach. And so I actually, even though we were outside of Chicago, so even though we live in the Midwest, you know, we always took the kids to the beach. So that's still, you know, even though they're young, you know, we've been to the beach. So that, you know, that was the premise of the first one. And, you know, again, then the first one I approached as this, you know, a tribute to him, and just, you know, how can I kind of memorialize him or, you know, represent disability and still kind of have it honor our family and pull from our own experiences and, and kind of, you know, what made us happy. And so, you know, that's where the beach concept came from. And then uh, the second one, which just released in September of this year, is a tribute to the early education childhood or early childhood education teachers, because Ben, you know, he died right before his first, fourth birthday. So he was in school, you know, they were in preschool together for a year. And so he just had a phenomenal, you know, one year of school and, and he just, he thrived and he learned so much and he showed me things that I didn't even know he would be able to do. And so like, I wanted to give tribute to them. Well, Elizabeth, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This must be so hard to talk about. And I'm just, no, I'm so sorry for your loss and your experience. And my heart is just aching for you. No, thank you. But you know what? I always tell people because you feel like, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get it together here. You don't. So not you don't. Have, you do not have to get it together at all. <laughs> but when you talk about a child's death, people don't want to talk about that. You know. So I feel like people kind of shy away from it, or they, you know, don't talk to me, or they don't, you know, ask questions about it, or they kind of like, you know, dodge around, you know, the topic. And I always just say I'm an open book because I welcome any chance to talk to him. You know, I'd love to tell people about him. You know. So. Oh. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm well, good. I'm talk to me I'm about good. him. Tell me a little more about Ben. I mean, I know I, I saw in all of your books and everything and got a sense from your website, but like what made Ben so special? Well, he was mine. I thought he was perfect, even though he had, you know, all of the challenges and just the physical junk and, you know, day to, I mean, day to day life was hard. You know, just he had, we had a ton of appointments and a ton of therapies and he was on a special diet for the epilepsy and, but he smiled. I mean, he just had the best smile and he just laughed and he was ticklish, (laughs) you know, so we would kind of do things to make him laugh and smile. And so, and that's where the premise of like Ben Smiles, the name for our foundation came from was Ben, you know, was Ben Smiles just because he has, he had the best smile and like, that's what I want people to, you know know about him and just he was happy despite all the other stuff so oh I'm sure you made him as happy as you possibly could you're (laughs) obviously so devoted and there's so much love that you still feel oh my gosh tell me a little more about the foundation you set up that's a beautiful thing that you did thank you so he couldn't really move his arms or he couldn't grasp and just because you know he just couldn't control his muscles his muscles were so tight and it was difficult for him to relax but I mean, when kids are young, they want to play with toys. You know, they need to be able to, that's how they learn is through play. They play with cause and effect toys and they grasp things and manipulate things. And, you know, in his case, and, you know, a lot of kids case, they just can't play with typical toys. So they make what they call adapted toys or switch toys. Whereas if a child can hit a switch or if they can, you know, move their, maybe they can move their elbow and, you know, so they can tap a switch with their elbow or, or, you know, like in my son, Ben's case, he was fisted. So his natural position was this so he couldn't really use his fingers and so but he could you know move his arm an inch and like bump a switch or answer a question or whatever it is and so they make adapted toys but they're expensive and you know insurance isn't going to cover toys you know they cover you know they cover cover a lot of stuff they don't cover you know there are things that they just don't cover and so you know fortunately enough we were able to get some toys and just some extra kind of tools you know resources for him to have in the house but many families they they you know aren't able to and I just thought you know, it was so stressful for me, you know, as a mom, like around Christmas and you wanted to buy gifts for your kids or at birthdays or whatever. And so, you know, you're just like these times of the year where you just want to buy, you know, have new things or have stuff for your kids. And it's like, it's, you know, for some people, it's just impossible. And so I was driving in my car one day and I have all my, I think I've realized I have all my best ideas or when I'm driving and I can't really, or I'm in the shower, you know, or like I'm doing something where I can't act on it immediately. But I was driving in my car and I just got kind of this sensation, like kind of this tingle, you know, like this, I can't, it's even hard to describe. And then but the name Ben Smiles popped into my head and I just thought, well, this is, you know, I don't know, beliefs of your listeners or whatever, but I just thought, you know, this is kind of my message of what am I supposed to do with this, you know? And so, you know, I had the name Ben Smiles, but then it was a question of like, well, what is that supposed to be? And, um, and then ultimately, you know, I started thinking about it and the, the toy idea you know, kind of developed about a year later. So he died in May and then the following April, we're able to, you know, we kind of met up with some people here that could help us through the foundation, you know, help us set things up. And so, you know, it, it launched April of 2017. Wow. That's amazing that you do that. Have you yeah. been able to connect with any families who have been able to use the toys that you've been? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We probably, I don't remember the, I don't have an exact number because just simply because I haven't added them up. Like this week, I think I've gotten six new requests for different toys. And so 
like, you know, obviously, you know, we, they kind of trickle in throughout the year, but Christmas is a big time. And so last Christmas, I think we shipped out 82 toys. Or oh, something. wow. That's so amazing. Because, do you do it right so, there? Do you do it from your house? It's like me at my kitchen table. No so way. Oh my me gosh. Taking, yeah, it's me taking in the order forms and, you know, you try to really cater the toy for the child because some kids have epilepsy and so they can't have any toys with, you know, like bright lights or flashing lights or anything like that. And some kid, maybe a, you know, child has vision impairment. So, you know, movement is less important, but they need something with music. And so, you know, we try to, you know, really cater, or I try to really cater the toy, you know, to the child's needs and just pick something that's going to be most, you know, most useful and, and joyful for them. And so, yeah, last year I was really, really stressed. And every time, you know, and I'm like buying, you know, getting the toys and preparing everything and, boxing them up and taking them to, to the post office. And every time I would walk into the post office last Christmas with like six or seven boxes, the, you know, postal lady just like rolling her eyes. <laughs> we became best friends. <laughs> I feel like I was in there so frequently, but yeah, no, it's fun. But yeah, no, it's me. I'd sit here and I'd do it. I'd do it all. And how do you Not raise, to how sound do you, like, you know, yeah, you don't sound anything. You sound amazing. I I'm yeah, I so I haven't recruited. I should probably, a smart person might ask for help and try to delegate, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I find delegating very difficult. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm one of those control things. I think that's why I went down the self-published route with the book because I just thought I want to have control over the story, the illustration, the timeline, the marketing, the everything. So <laughs> Did it ever occur to you to go to a traditional publisher or you just knew from not, the start? No, not really. Yeah. By the time I started thinking about doing a children's book, I started seeing like in different Facebook groups or Facebook friends, you know, people were, you know, mentioning, oh, I just released my book or whatever. And so I thought, well, wow, you know, I just had this idea. Now I'm starting to kind of see things around me, you know, that are talking about self-publishing or children's books or whatever. And again, that's and I kind of thought, well, maybe I, you know, this is kind of message, you know, a message that I should try, you know, go down this route. And so reached out to a friend, a Facebook friend of mine, and, you know, started asking questions to her and then just figured it out from there. And then you launched a Kickstarter campaign to raise the money? I did. Well, the first one I did not. The first one I funded, you know, I, I did work with a hybrid publisher for the first one and they helped me through the process. And I think I'm still learning as I go. But with the first one, I just, that's where the kind of the control aspect comes in. You know, I just wanted, I mean, they were great with the design and the creation and everything, but then like the publishing portion of it, you know, I just started to ask questions and realized, you know, I just wanted to be able to handle everything myself versus rely on somebody else. So for when I decided I wanted to do the second one, I did, I, you know, and it's expensive because as a self-publisher, you're funding everything out of your own account, you know, out of your own, you know, money. So I decided to do the, the Kickstarter just as a way to, you know, kind of build it up, maybe gain some more followers, talk about it, have people pre-order. So, you know, you know, it does then give you, you know, some cash flow, I guess, to be able to print the books. So, and it's still, it's, it's expensive, but yeah, I just, you know, that's why I did the Kickstarter, just to help with pre-orders and help to fund kind of the second one. And meanwhile, while you've been going through all this, your husband is in the military and was deployed in the Middle East for a while. And now I guess he's yeah, back. He's back. Yeah. He's been in the army. He's the army reserves actually, and has been in for like 32 years or something like that. So this is even kind of pre, you know, I've, he and I have been married nine, this January will be nine years. And so he had two deployments before he and I met, but then, you know, he had always just throughout our relationship, he had just been in the reserves 
And, you know, which basically meant, you know, you go for a weekend or you have certain duties you have to, you know, fulfill throughout the month and go on certain trips. But then he had this opportunity, his whole unit had this opportunity to go to Kuwait for, you know, do a deployment to Kuwait. You know, we kind of talked about it and it seemed like a good way to kind of build his army, his military resume. And so, yeah, he just went and deployed. So he, July of, well, he just got, so July of 2018, and got back May of 2019. So he was gone 10-ish months. So I know this is like an overly simplistic question, but like, how do you do all of this? So your husband's gone. You're still mourning the loss of Ben. You have essentially twins now. And I mean, I have a set of twins and it is not easy. Like how, and you're managing this foundation from your kitchen. You're writing children's books. How do you do this without just like, I mean, I feel like I'd be sitting on the bathroom floor just crying of like the stress and the, I don't know. How do you, how do you get through it all? How do you do it? What inspires you and keeps you going? I, I don't know that I have a good answer to that question other than just each day, you know, and my kids are so, my kids are so, I mean, they're in second grade now. So they're, you know, they're seven years old. And so they are kind of out of the home for a good portion of the day. But I always tell people it's like the fastest six hours of the entire day. I totally Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, I mean, I'm sure you, how old are your kids? I have twins that are now 12 and a half. And I also have a six-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay, so you know, yeah, I feel like, you know, when they first went into kindergarten and they were going to be gone for the six day, you know, for the the school day, I thought, wow, I'm going to get so much done. My house is going to be so clean. My, you know, I'm just going to be like the most organized person. I can, you know, focus on the foundation more. And it was just not the case at all. I just, it's the quickest six days, you know, or six hours, and which is, you know, I mean, I love my, ch- I completely love my children, obviously, but you know, I'm just, I, somehow I'm just not as productive as I ever thought I would be. So if I have something to do, you know, I don't mind doing the work. And so you just handle it. And then, I mean, after school, my kids have so much, so many activities, you know, we're just kind of running back and forth to gymnastics and ballet and swimming and, you know, just, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So. And did they ever express like their emotions about the loss of Ben from their perspective or were they too young? You know, I don't know. I mean, he's so still so very much present here, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, and they were three, they were almost four. I mean, he died, you know, six weeks before their fourth birthday. And, you know, as triplets, I mean, I know, you know, with your twins, I'm sure you feel they have a kind of a, just an innate connection. You know, there's just something, something there between them because they're twins. But, you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I really struggled with how to explain it to them, you know, when he wasn't coming home from the hospital, you know, because he was always here and they accepted Ben for who, you know, for who he was and he needed medical care and he needed, you know, he needed to use a wheelchair and he just, he needed, like, he wasn't exactly, you know, like them, so to speak. So I think, you know, because he had been so sick, you know, I basically explained it to them, to them that, um, you know, you know how he's been so sick, you know, his, he can't breathe his lungs, like his body just can't work anymore. So he's gone to live with Jesus. And so, you know, he's gone to heaven to live with Jesus. And in their mind, you know, and at three years old, they're like, okay, you know, but when can he comes home, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, well, you know, and then I, I would kind of have to explain it again. And well, you know, he's not coming home. He's living with Jesus. And when, uh, okay, yeah, but when he comes home, can we do this? And, you know, or you know, I'm getting this book. So when Ben comes home, you know, I'm going to give him this book or like whatever it is. And so, you know, cause for them at three, it was just, he was a part of, he was their brother and he was a part of our life and he was always at home. And 
So, I mean, probably about six to eight months or so after that, they stopped saying, you know, when Ben comes home, because he just, there had been that period of time where just he wasn't here. And so they were, you you know, kind of getting more used to just being the two of them. So in terms, and I, and, you know, they were saying like, I honestly don't know if they have any clear or, you know, real memories of when their brother was here. I mean, but we look at photos all the time, you know, we look at videos Thank you to Facebook for showing me what happens on this day back in, you know. So I was like, I, you know, I don't know. So we we and we talk about them all the time, and they're very proud of the books, and you know, so they they know he's their brother. But I mean, I don't know, like emotionally, if it's if it really impacts them because I feel like he's still here. We still talk about him. He's just present in a different way. So does anything help you like aside from the charity like what helps you the most in day-to-day life like how could I help you (laughs) now I like want to now that I am like so upset I can't hug you through this Skype call like what can people what can your friends do what can we as a community do like how can we help how can I help well you know I don't know if there's anything that people can physically do you know because as a mom who's lost a child and you know I'm sure there's people out there that can kind of support me in this or will attest to this I mean you don't recover you know you just you learn to live in your new situation so for me helping me has been able you know being able to give to other people and honor him in that way and like see smiles with other kids, you know, that are like holding the book or that are playing with the toy or that are like him. That helps me. So, you know, and some days, like some days are good and some days are, are okay. Like I can go for days and not have a breakdown like I'm doing right now, <laughs> you know? And like last night I went to a book, I went to a fair, like a, like a holiday market at a school and so, you know, trying to, you know, talk about the books and talk about the foundation. And so for three hours, I spoke to people about the books and I told them about Ben and I just, and it was like completely fine. And I was able to be happy and make jokes and, you know, but then it's like, you know, you get in your car and you just kind of like, you know, you have to have a little bit of a release. So I don't know. But yeah, so I go, I mean, I go through days where it's like, you know, I'm good. Like things seem normal, but then, you know, something might happen or you know, I don't know, have a memory or have a thought of like, how am I never going to see my kid again? You know, <laughs> or like, how am I not going to be able to hug my son again? Like, I have that kind of question. <sighs> oh. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I mean, as a mom, you just figure out how to step forward. And so that's what I had to do, you know, two years ago was this is our existence now, right? I mean, this is life now. So how do you still step forward and how do you progress? And how do I survive for my other children, you know? And so that was my way, you know, doing the foundation and doing the books. Oh, wow. Being able to talk about him. Well, I feel just so honored to get the chance to talk to you about him, to get to know Ben more, to get a little slice of your story. I think what you're doing, as I'm sure you know deep down, is just the most amazing thing ever. I mean, I'm just so impressed with you. And um, (laughs) the books are great, by the way. I know that, like, we've not really discussed the actual books, but, you know, you're a really great writer and the illustrations are fun and, you know, my kids love the books and, you know, it's really, really impressive. And I am so sorry for everything you've been through. And I just 
thank you for being so open and sharing. And I'm going to get off this Skype interview and go donate to your foundation. How do, oh. how do, how do people donate? It's Smiles. Yeah, What's so the website? It's ben, yeah, bensmiles.org. So B-E-N-S-M-I-L-E-S dot org. Ben Smiles. Um, and the, the book, I mean, the books, the Ben's Adventures books are, all, are available on Amazon. and But then also they're on my, I have a website, ben's, bens-adventures.com as well. Well, Elizabeth, thank you for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sharing your story and all the stories of Ben. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, my pleasure. You've been listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books with Zibby Owens. Please make sure to sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com to get more updates about episodes like these and also lots of live events. Thanks so much. Today's episode has been sponsored by Poets and Writers. Visit pw.org to get inspired, connect with other writers, and explore a treasure trove of information about writing contests, literary agents, and more. You can follow me on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You can always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com. 